Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides on the quest to RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. In our main podcast episodes, we discuss D&D 5e's core rules and ever-expanding content, while also showcasing other RPG systems and bringing you fresh, new projects from indie content creators. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world you're playing in, because detailed settings, heroic characters, vibrant NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. Maintains a lower position. And that is Tegan's attack. And we are ready for round four. All right. So, uh, Ayojabe, having now seen the Earth Elemental collapse into a pile of rubble next to her and realizing that they are in a bad way, is going to try to get uh, some attacks uh, off on anything here, frankly. To be honest, at disadvantage, we'll attack the gif. We'll miss with the harpoon. It's we'll attack the gif. We'll miss. Boy, one more time, and we'll miss. And so three strikes with the harpoon. May I did not roll over a seven on all, any six of those die. It, disadvantage did not hurt me. <laughs> Fair, but I was going to say advantage. Disadvantage is a very powerful mechanic, but man, it really is. Like this is a slaughter. Like this is. <laughs> there's. I'm not sure at this point what they. We're can on round do. four. And all we've done is drop their earth element. They're not seriously hurt or bloodied yet. No, that's fair, yeah. but I can't. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, don't count right. our chickens. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I suppose. I, I, I haven't landed anything yet. Of, that's of true. Uh, and how long? That disadvantage will last until round 11, right? Basically, it'll, it's t- 10 rounds, yeah. one minute. Yep. They might last it. Okay, come on. Silver tongue sidesteps slyly sideways to get four, five, six. Uh, A better line of sight. Not sure what you said, but it was pretty scary. And he shoots his crimson bolt. Or a dirty 26, or let's see if disadvantage helps, a 19. I was crouched, but you took care of the cover, so I would say that will hit. For 26 points of damage. Have a taste. Bye. 
My armor of Agathis is down. Uh oh. And oh, anything and else? To the rest of us, he says, he says, You killed Rocky! You bastards! <laughs> <laughs> Rocky. Brilliant. And Irvin. That's you. He will move to this position. Does the spiritual here. weapon get an attack of opportunity? No. Okay. That's a dirty 20. Nice. That will hit. On and disadvantage? Yeah. Nice. All right. And a dirty 21. 21 points of damage, okay. Yep. Let's see. That brings me down to 148 hit. No, I rolled both my attack both my attacks. Oh, 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 I see. I see, I see. Okay. Yep. Right. And so in that case, now I'm gonna do my That's gonna be ten piercing and five psychic damage. And that's with the Ru- Ruidium sword, short sword. Yep. So you just took exhaustion. Uh, Isn't that a save? Oh, is it a save? Mm, let's see. What is the... I know I, the, if you strike me, I just get the psychic damage. You suffer exhaustion if you critically fail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, okay. Got it. Oh, see, we yeah. don't present these at the beginning because I have not read far enough into the book yet. I know we're about yeah, to yeah. go through it, but that's what I'm doing with a large part of my day tomorrow. So I did not remember exactly how it worked. I knew the exhaustion was in there. I thought you okay. were saying that when they hit us, we get exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought. This but, may have um, been. Yeah, this may have been a misremembering from when when I played this before with the Iridium because I remember the Iridium causing exhaustion to people that it struck. It's possible that could have been a change after the fact. Yep. Or the or the particular creature that we were fighting too, because we were fighting that um that undead Ruidium shark. So. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. Cool. That could right. have been specific for it, because yep. that was in what? When I was invited to to play test this campaign, way back when it was still in development. So now I'm no longer covered by the NDA though. So. That's why I uh, asked. Yeah. You can yeah. say that now, okay? Yeah, yeah you can actually talk about this. That's I mean, right. We're in critical right. role month, so when we talk about the book. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the book for sure. But yeah, I, I will talk about some of the changes because they uh, like this is a pretty big change if that's the case. So that's all right. So Irvine has done his damage. Yep. That's uh, Anric. Actually, uh, he had thrown his dagger in this general area on that round one. I'm going to say item interaction. He's going to pick it up. I think he should have to make an insight uh, uh, perception check to see if he can find it first. Lots have happened since then. Lots yeah. has happened. Yeah. Fair enough. Say DC 15. Perception is wisdom if he's not proficient. That's going to be 12. So he misses. He didn't find it. He did not find his dagger. Yep. He still had one, though. Yep. He threw one, had the other. Yep. And that's Irvane. Anric, you're up. So Anric looks at the water genasi below him, towering mm-hmm. over them. And yeah, he's going to go after her with a sword, I guess. Again, because I was thinking about using something that would have gotten them both until they separated. But laying into her with his great sword, 3021 to hit. 
That will hit. Either 12 or... Ooh, crap. So, for 12 points of damage... Yep. Plus... 2d8 for Divine Strike. For another 9. Nice. Uh, and he will use a second War Priest to bonus action Chopper again. 30 20 to hit. Mm hmm. Well, for 10 slashing damage. Not as good a strike on that one. Yep. Still, not a bad round. Nope, not bad at all. So, what's that? 10, 12, 9, so 20, 31 points of damage total? Yeah, that's yes. a solid find that it's you that will not get the artifact. Only a fool interferes with the Thunder God. Hmm. All right. Dragos. Uh, he will also attack the Water Genasi, even though this uh, this pretty boy with the short sword chopped at him. I'll do with you later. I don't have an advantage. That's right. Well, that is a 27 to hit, which will hit. 10 for nine points of damage to start. Uh, 23 to hit, which will hit. 9 plus 13 is 22. Total, and then final hit, also a hit for another match. So a total of 41 points of damage on three straight glaive attacks. What was the third hit? Because I was adding them as you went. Oh, it was 9. Another 9. 4 plus 5. Yep. Okay. Yep. Got it. And as you know what i am going to no i'm not gonna grapple her i'm good all right tegan five ten stands there and repeats his previous command uklava il gongo and Mind Sliver again streaks out. That's a that's an intelligence save for the Silver Tongue. 18. Damn. Yeah, the Silver Tongue is not dicing himself. Of all of them, he's rolling okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's important I get this out this off. Alright, so that is that is Tegan's oh actually tentacle gets to attack. It has to move to attack, so I do have to... Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's in the text. The text says, when it moves, it attacks. Got so it. Yep. It, so I, I'm assuming that means it does not have an attack unless it moves. That may just be in the wording, but... Yep. Because it can always move and move back and then still attack, but... Yep. And that's going to miss with a 12. Yep. All right. All right, so here we are, round five. You I ready am... for it? I'll call it out. Oh, yeah, sounds good. Yep. Yep. Round five. All right, excellent. I will, will try attacking the GIF miss. Miss with a critical failure. So they'll be at disadvantage, which they already are. And will miss again. That's Actually, another. Yeah, she needs to take her, let's see, level get her Christmas save first and get a level right. of exhaustion. So yes. So now her, her speed is now halved. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That is IO's turn. Mr. Silvertongue. 
Silvertongue continues to chase. Five, oh, Warlock. Ten, Fifteen. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Your incantations are cute, boy. Twenty-two or ten. Ooh, saved by disadvantage. His crimson bolt goes streaking past you. All right, Ir- Irvine, who will jump upon the rock. Oh. And attack the gif. And at least now they don't have disadvantage anymore. Now, because now the gif is flanked. Now, is that legit in 5e? Yes. Yes. But only opposite sides? So, yep. exactly. The advantage, the, yeah. Unless you're a swashbuckler? A, a rogue, yeah. Any rogue or gets. Or pack tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, but it doesn't even have to be a swashbuckler specifically. Any rogue can basically, you can flank from any of the eight squares around an enemy. Fighter or anything else basically has to be opposing squares. So. Thank you for that clarification because I still have yep. that little fuzzy in my brain. Yep. Thank you very much to uh, to Patreon subscriber Benito for pointing that out in one of our videos a little while ago. So, yes. Ooh, thanks, Benito. Yep. Irvin rolls an 18 for that the gift. That will hit. Yeah, that'll hit. It's going to be eight piercing. And then psychic. And three psychic. So a total of 11. That's attack one. Attack two. And that's going to be a 13 for a miss. That will not hit. Yeah, correct. Cool. And from there, it is Anrik's turn. Okay, so Anric's not really liking the way that this dude is up on a rock and, you know, hitting his friend. Yeah. So he's going to turn towards him. Oh, wait, will that work? That's a barrel to miss instead. And go with a old classic. And attempt to cast hold person on it. So he needs to make a wisdom save against the 17. And so that's Irvin. Oh wait, no, I lied. He is not doing this. He is not doing that. Holy crap, that's a concentration spell. I'm not giving up holy aura. <laughs> limited me a little bit yeah. please and thank you yeah but just for fun for funsies because he doesn't like this at all instead he's gonna give him blindness deafness constitution 17 and make it and give him the blind condition missed it by that much 16. <laughs> So he now has the blinded condition as Anric doesn't even, he just turns around back and backhands him because he's right there. He's like, see not. 
and turns back to uh, not that he really has anything to do with the bonus action to get her he glowers at her menacingly all right and last one minute all right and so he's blinded yeah and they can remake the save at the end of each of their turns okay and if that's Anric, that brings us to Brankos. okay Brankos will let's see yeah they'll just keep attacking what's your face there my spiritual weapon attacks homegirl but we'll oh yeah yeah no that uh, uh because the spiritual weapon goes on your turn, so. Yeah, but I forgot about it, so yeah, my bad. Thank you, if you don't mind. No, I haven't gone yet, so that's it. That's fine. 23 hits, sir? Yep. Oh, yeah. Ao is finally bloodied. Oof, okay. And Brankios? Okay, there we go. Let's see here. What am I going to do? Let's see. I am going to... Yeah, I'll attack homegirl. Yep. Let's see. That is a... I think that's only a... No, that's a 17 to hit, which... Um, will hit. Beats her armor class, yeah. Okay. So that will be for uh, seven points of damage. A second attack is a natural one. So I will... You're at disadvantage because you hit natural one last time, too. Oh, you are absolutely right. Okay, yeah, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, that will miss. And that disadvantage negates a natural 20. He's 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 done for, yeah. Okay. Ugh, harsh. But did he, you get he, a natural one on this one again? Yeah. He did, yeah, so he'll have disadvantage again, yeah. Ooh. Yep. Go, Tegan. Tegan comes to this side. Uh, bonus action from the tentacle. He does have to move. That hit with authority. 16 cold. Oh, chili. And... Once again, Tegan looks at looks at the silver tongue, knows that this is going to be the thing that's going to create us some consternation, and determines they must be stopped. Uklava Igondo! Intelligence save, please, silver tongue. Would you like me to tell you a magical secret that's really going to upset you? Sure. So far, my roles have been role-playing out with a single roll, the Silver Tongue's magic resistance, but I had missed previously magic resistance. The Silver Tongue has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magic effects. I haven't been rolling with that. <laughs> oh my god. First roll, dirty 20. Second roll, 12. But dirty 20. <sighs> okay. He Change chuckles. tactics. <laughs> All right. 
And that is Tegan. We are ready. Round six. All right, hold on one second. Before we carry on, I need to uh, change one of the uh, one of the icons. Hold on one second. There we go. Uh, so he's wearing sunglasses because he's blinded. Nice. <laughs> All right, goes next, and she no longer has. Oh, actually, he's blinded. So do these <sighs> still flanked? Okay, cool. All right, so she will attack the gif. Miss. We'll attack the gif. Miss. We'll attack the gif. And miss. I pulled a four, a four, and a five. Damn. This is not their day. Not having a good time with this. That is her turn. Okay. Silver tongue. Tire of this chase boy. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. He does skirt around the large uh, pile of rocks. Norseman and hippopotamus. <laughs> 30. Yeah, that's probably. So, how much right movement there. does the tongue get? 30 feet. Okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a person. in uh, The tongue is in a person. Okay. It's right. not the tongue right. by itself. Right. This is basically saying somebody else that's been gifted with the same silver tongue that that could yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not the same guy. Okay. That makes and sense. And then. Silver tongue lashes out again, deciding that this duel of magic is between you and I. It's you and I. And he'll roll a natural one to miss you and give himself disadvantage on his next attack next round. Amazing. He will attack. Wait, but he's blinded. This is taking advantage of the rules, so we should actually decide this. You can't stack advantage and disadvantage, so it's not and like I have cancel two. each other out. And that's right. Oh, so that's it's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I have two disadvantages and one advantage. So now I have one disadvantage. That's yeah. not how it works. So it occurred yeah. to me after nope. I did it. I'm like that yep. was cool waste, but it was cool. And in a minute, and we have advantage to hit him. Yep. Because he's blind. But yeah, effectively, and it makes sense too, because even though he's blind, he's standing on a rock, he knows there's a giant hippopotamus in front of him that's distracted <laughs> by his friend. All yeah, he's yeah, got to yeah. do is swing wildly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. So, yep. And right. in that case, he's going to go. I'm going to roll both my attacks first. And again, disadvantages don't stack, thankfully, because I just rolled a one. Oof. And that's going to be an 18, which, as I recall, does hit. Correct. That's nine piercing and eight psychic. So 17 total. Yep. Okay. Brain Chaos felt that one tickle a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm nowhere near even 100 hit points at this point. And I haven't even used second wind. Anric. Anric. Yeah. All right. So Anric is going to cleave into this aquatic person yet again with their great sword. 19. That'll hit. 
for either 13 or... We'll go with 13, please. Yep. Plus the 2d8 for Divine Strike. There's another 3. Oof. So 16. Yep. And then with my bonus action, Thor's Hammer will strike her. Range spell attack. Not 20. Oh, dude. This might end her. Eh. So, it's a spell. Or it's not a spell, yep. it's a spiritual weapon. I cast it to do two at the higher level, so it does 2d8. So the first two would be max at 16. Yep. yep. And I roll 2d8, and I add yep. my modifier. Correct. Yep. So 16 plus 9 for 25. Yep. Very nice. She, she remains. Oof. All right. We will okay. grind you to dust. <laughs> All right. Run chaos. Gif has at her. Another natural one. Good God. Oh, Jesus. Come on. All right. That dice is going. That that's go. That's that's going to timeout. See, this is what I get for not opening new dice. See what happens. You might want to send that that that. that particular die to the glue factory. I will miss on all three attacks. All right. Tegan decides it's time to put an end to all of this with these two and moves with his swim speed to here, which gives him a nice straight shot between the silver tongue and Irvin. I'm down with that and looks at them and says and a lightning bolt streaks through them i like it and that is going to be a deck save versus 18 for both the silver tongue and urbane uh, to be fair, this is a spell or magical effect, so he, the silver tongue has advantage. Yeah? Yep. And Irvine fails. Ten or eight, so does the silver tongue. Excellent. And time to throw some damage. Get it! Do the big dice. 10d6. Oh. Brutal. 31 damage. That one in the morning. 31. Yep. That's not even that great a roll for 10d6. No. That's the first time the Silver Tongue's been hit, is it not? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Silver Tongue's been in range combat the entire time. And other than Tegan, neither one of us really do range combat. So. Mm hmm. And with that, he then takes the rest of his movement. To there. All right. All right. Top of round seven. 
Yep. All right. Round attack. seven. She will attack the hippo. Finally, that will hit 20. Yes, natural uh, modified 20. Cool. Finally. So for 2d8, so that is 12 points of piercing and 12 points of psychic. So a total of 24 on the hippo. On her first attack. All right. Third attack or uh, second attack is a 16 that will miss and the second one is a 22 that will hit nice nice turning it around yeah for a total of 12 18 another 21 points of damage so there we go absolute uh, brand chaos is bloodied he still has 81 hit points please <laughs> <laughs> but he's under half. <laughs> All right. Oopsie. <laughs> and silver tongue. Sensing weakness. Because <laughs> that's what he does. He smells the blood on the air, tastes it even. <laughs> Backs up five, ten, fifteen for the clear shot. Yeah. And makes his crimson bolt attack against the hippopotamus. Branch. Uh, he's still at disadvantage, so let's see what the second one does. <sighs> so, 22 or 24? Yeah, double with it. 27. Oof. I did not care for that. Perhaps we'll be roasting you over the fire later. Yep. Huh. All right, Irvine. No, that's probably not okay. I retract my we're going to eat the humanoid hippopotamus. The owl bear can eat people. Can, can eat people. It's an yeah, animal, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Irvine hits with twenty-seven on the first hit. Oh, why is he invisible? There you go. Uh, t- uh, twenty-seven will hit. Yes. And we'll miss with the twelve on the other one. Yeah. That's gonna be uh, nine and five. So fourteen. Brancaros is down to about twenty-five percent of his hit point. Enric. Enric, while still glaring at the enemy that can see him, because there's no point in glaring at the blind guy. He doesn't even know. And what? Reaches out and puts his hand on your shoulder and says, Fear not, brother, and casts heal, and you regain 70 hit points. (laughs) That's not even fair. That's just not fair. It's a six-level spell, but I don't have to roll. You get 70. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not even fair. That's I almost feel bad for the bad guys on this. So I can only do that once. I've only almost. got one six level slot. And you get your bonus action for the spiritual hammer and the spiritual weapon. Yes, thank you for reminding me because that's yeah. why she w- he was still glaring. Yep. Uh, and the spiritual weapon attack. 
Dirty 28. For yeah, that'll hit. 2d8 plus 4 is 15. This giant hammer smacks her in the back of the head again. Bang! Yep. Ayujabi falls. Oh! For reals? I don't think okay. it counts because it didn't do it with me. Hang on. I already used my bonus action. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> All right. The oh, gift. man. What? Nope. I just noticed something. We'll talk about it in the denim. All right. I like it. All right. So the gift attacks the the unable to see Irvon. That is a 16. Will that hit? Sorry. Yeah, 19. A, six, a, ni- a, a 19. 19 sorry. A 19 will hit. And you, you roll it on him at advantage. Uh, no, I'm still at disadvantage because I had a, I kept rolling ones. So and I'm canceled s- out attacking him. Because Why would I have an advantage? Because he's blind. Don't attacks. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay, cool. So then it's a 27 instead of a... So blind it is a useful condition. Yep. Still hits seven points of damage. A second attack will miss. That's a 13. Third attack is a 22 for six points of damage. And I might as well expend my last die here. I will. Okay, cool. I will use a distracting strike. So I will roll. So he takes another two points of damage. And the next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than me has advantage. So in case he somehow loses his blinded ability. So basically, if anybody else attacks him, they have advantage automatically. And that is that is the gift's turn. If we'd have thought about it, because of the canceling themselves out thing, yep. just in terms of keeping it in mind for strategy, yeah. as soon as I blinded him, you should have switched targets, because then you wouldn't have been at disadvantage, even though you had that negative one trend going. We were still beating up on the Genasi pretty good. We were. He was blinded, yeah. But all that to say, Tegan, it's your turn, yeah? Yep. It moves, it has 10-foot reach, so right. black tentacles reach over your shoulders and slap at Irvin. That's, That's gross. Not creepy. That's not creepy at all. I'm totally not creeped out. He has chosen him to play with him forever. <laughs> yeah, not creepy at all. But we'll miss with the 12. I had so much fun with that, by the way. Actually, no, <laughs> it's, at, it's at advantage. Hang on one It second. is at advantage, yeah. That's 21. Better. Much better. 18. Oof. You truly are uh, a follower of Thor. <laughs> I'm sensing a lightning bolt. And because it has his best chance of damaging damaging him, he says again, he looks, he, he nods to you and says with apologies. And then turns and looks his eye towards the silver tongue and says, Bonnie Wazulu! 
sends a lightning bolt downrange through both through Irvine and the Silvertongue. All three need a deck save versus 18. Irvine fails. I got a 17. On the upside, I have advantage to my saving throws still. Yep. Yeah. And the Silvertongue also has advantage. Which saves him from a nat one, but he only has a seven, so he fails. 10d6 for 44 damage. Irvine falls. Oh, smoke rises from his hair. Eric right. is bloodied and says, What the f <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> All right, so with Irvine and Io both down, I guess that means that it is the Silver Tongue's turn. How many sit points does the Silver Tongue have left? 52. The Silver Tongue looks at everyone present. His eyes are shifting back and forth, almost as though he's looking for an escape. And he says, We will have to face each other another day, but it will be soon. Soon. And Casta mentioned Door. Oh, no. <laughs> Which lets him teleport himself 500 feet away to any place he's seen previously, so he's somewhere else in this cave system now that he and you don't know where and he exits the field of play brutal he did not seem like the fight fight till i die type to me yeah no i i i think you've made the right call i think you made the right call man so let this be a lesson much like how we looked at the first one and we're like, hey, you know, like wizards are squishy. Maybe a party of three wizards can't take on an owl bear. Like the same thing. This time, let this be a demonstration on the effect of advantage and disadvantage in battle because Holy Aura changed this battle irreparably from the first strike, my friend. So yeah. that was just like, yeah, I know it's a what, an eighth level spell or whatever, but yeah. And that's the thing when you're playing it at higher levels, when you get into higher tiers, you're not going to fight something that's truly going to challenge you three yeah. or four times a day. So you ought to be able to tell if you're fighting a couple of city guards that you're going to decapitate in two swings or, wow, it's, these guys are rivals. And yeah. at that kind of fight, resource management's important, but you want to live. Yep. Yeah. And some of the higher level spells can be game changers. I, I was actually trying to land Feeble Mine on the Silver Tongue. Yep. But recognizing that intelligence was going to be a, a massive save for it, and even before it had advantage, I determined Which that it apparently was, always had. <laughs> yeah, I would I would have I was trying to land the the mind sliver first. Yeah. That way I got to subtract a D4 when I landed it like that was yep. going to that was the plan. And I blew what three rounds just trying to land that mine. So three or four. Put, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, we, got, we had just started round eight because my plan was really to put it out quickly. Because yeah. that's a massive amount of damage. And then it drops intelligence almost to like one and can't do anything useful. Yep. 
Oh, so, and, and and then I could my my hex, which I had in concentration the whole time on AO would have been would have then turned around and just Eldritch Blast her yeah. uh, utilizing hex to speed yeah. up the pick up the damage. I will say, Glenn, that blinding Irvon did have one great effect, and that is Io has a reposition ability. As Tegan was running around the board, Io, every single round, was about to go ahead and blow her bonus action to move Irvon and deal with him because he knew that he knew that the, the Tegan was blasting the silver tongue. And so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. tie him up, get, get over there. But as soon as you blinded him, it's like, that's not going to work anymore because right. Irvon wouldn't be able to follow where the warlock was going. And so, so from a battlefield control point of view, Glenn blue ribbon for you today, sir. Yeah. And so Lee, I am dying to know. So at around round six, you said, Oh, Hey, just realized something, right. but I'll tell you afterwards what I've been. Di- what is it? What did you learn? I realized that uh, I saw the reposition ability on IO yeah. and I was thinking, damn, that could be used to get some, get uh, a few folks out of some sticky situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And that was exactly what she was going to try to do with it. But honestly, she couldn't lose. She couldn't lose the advantage by having him on flanking the gif because that was the only way that they were all of a sudden being effective. There was one point right. when Brancaros was down to 41 hit points before yeah. before Enric healed him for 70. It's like, okay, now this battle's done. This is no longer like they may have, if they had gotten the gif, then maybe if they'd been able to hold out for a couple more rounds and Holy Aura went away, then maybe they would have been able to turn the tide. But once you healed him for 70 hit points and he wasn't going anywhere, forget it. The battle was done. But yeah, that yeah. was the, the reposition ability. I had been waiting to go ahead and try to use that at the right, try to find a spot where I could go ahead and do that. But as soon as Irvon was blinded, it was like, well, I can't, that that's, this is the only thing that's canceling my disadvantage. I need to keep him there. But yeah, if you so, hadn't been leveled so hard that turn, uh, my heal that turn was going to be mass cure wounds, and we yeah. all would have gotten 3d8 plus four. But when you got leveled like that, I'm like, oh. focus that healing fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other thing I, I noticed with the Fathomless, and it hasn't come up in the play by post game yet because we're still at relatively low levels, that I was going to play with here was using the talisman because he's also a path of talisman warlock. And then it dawned on me that I haven't confirmed whether the talisman can be used for oneself or it has to be used for another. Most of the text on it is worded like you have to give it to another person. Yeah. It doesn't specifically say you can't use it yourself. It just says your talisman in the hands of this other person has this ability. And there's a couple of them that just don't make sense if they have yours, but I couldn't tell. And I've actually have been doing some looking while we were playing to see if I could find that out because I would have gone into Melee if, I could use the rebuke ability that comes with that. But the issue is I don't know if I can use the talisman myself or I have to give it to somebody else. So, if so it's, if- what, what ability of the talisman were you looking to engage? Cause the talisman, yeah, it has a bunch of abilities on its own. So I guess I would have thought that you could use it, but. Yeah, but they're worded oddly. And I think that's something I'm going to have to do some looking sage advice or some of the forums to confirm that detail. So I ended up, because I was out of melee range, it ended up not being an issue. I didn't give it to anybody else, so teleporting to somebody else wasn't a thing. And therefore, the rebuke issue was also not a thing, because nobody got close enough to actually hit me. But I am very proud to say, a successful encounter and a warlock did not use Eldritch Blast. 
<laughs> yeah. No, very successful accounting. Yeah. I, I was mean, planning on it, but I had I, I always had something else. And to Glenn's uh resource management point, warlocks don't have a lot of spells. But in that, and I used every single spell spell level I had, one of them fairly wasted because I put hex yep. up early. Yep. With the idea that I was going to put the silver tongue down quickly and then I was going to be able to spam the Elder's Glass and utilize that yep. just didn't work out. And then I was maneuvering. But because your position and Glenn's position were fairly static, I didn't take the shot that would have included AO because yep. you were too weak to handle that. I, I was too much of a risk. But I knew that Andrew had some girth to him still. Yep. So that was a shot that was like, I got to put hits on the silver tongue. I got to drop it some points. Friends yep. don't fry friends. That was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Some wizards say I didn't ask how big the room was. I said right. I dropped fireball, to which I say <laughs> I threw lightning bolt. And channeling a good friend from an old game, Edgar, who fired a lightning bolt, two-e lightning bolt in a confined concrete space or yes, stone yes. space. I think that went through Enric twice. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, it, it dang near took out the entire party. Yeah, because back then it bounced and that was awesome. I, I don't like that. It doesn't bounce anymore. I'm going to be honest. I liked that aspect. Yeah, but that that, that whole chain lightning enemy to enemy bit. Uh, well, no. Original. Originally, it was lightning went in a straight 60 foot line. If it hit a solid object, it bounced at that at the correct angle oh. and continued. Oh, nice. Yeah. OK, so if I like, for instance, I could have got to the angle to hit. So it would have gone through two of them and bounced back. Went back through the first guy and the and the third person, <laughs> like basically nice. Scott Summer. That's on a bitch. <laughs> nice, but, but it does nice. only work if it's a flat, complete to come up straight yeah. back. It's got to be a flat surface because it should yeah. reflect. It does do geometric yeah. angles. Like you said, another successful uh, class warfare. We are getting adept at taking out the deadly encounters. I, I think we are. Let's see. Of the this is our seventh class warfare. Mm-hmm. We lost our two wizard episodes but other than we are we are five we lost the first wizard episode the second one hadari lived oh that's right hadari did live that's right and and necromancy us back to town or something so so we we are we are six and one against deadly encounters so yeah doing pretty well fair we go into it knowing that we set ourselves up on a deadly encounter and this is not a situation where we're gonna hold back where we're no that 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 is also gonna hold those apex abilities my level spell round one I knew yeah. what we were fighting was tough. We, within the first couple of rounds, I was out of superiority dice and had already used action surge. I never wound up using second wind, but yeah, no, that's yeah. a very fair point too. I think it's also good to note that that the encounters are actually deadly, even though we won, because a couple turns of the dice, a critical hit here or there could have yeah. turned that battle. A oh, good man, save right. here or there could have yeah. turned that battle. A, a, a tremendous Aura string of ones. As a spell. Oh yeah. And I had something else instead for my eighth level spell that I had on deck. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. know? Holy yeah, or absolutely turned the tide of this battlefield. Like you're absolutely right on that. So, um, and I, I've I seen my first double one. I never rolled a double one before. That's so that crazy. Yeah. Silver I, tongue though. Silver tongue is nasty. I, I want to say that magic resistance that I didn't know up front that makes him a lot tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Then I really thought about him at first. If he had a little bit more movement or if he had instead of dim- if not just Dimension Door for an escape, but if he had a way to keep himself more mobile, he's a very good ranged opponent. Yeah. The one thing, though, offensively is magic. It's there. But charm is it, it charm doesn't do what it used to do. So if I charm you, it doesn't mean you're going to randomly start attacking your friends anymore. Yep. 
Yeah, it's very fair. I mean, you can. Yeah. You have to be. I mean, you have to be careful about what you can. The charm is pretty limited now. So. Yeah, I can charm you, which means you're my friend and you won't attack me. But that doesn't mean you'll stop attacking the known enemies yeah. of your other friends. You know. Yep. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. Good job as always. That wraps up class warfare for the call of the Nether Deep episode. But we are smack dab now in the middle of uh, of Critical Role Month here on Tabletop Journey. Be a good time. We got a bunch of really great uh, Critical Role content coming up. Like I said, we're going to be reviewing the Call of the Nether Deep book interview with Hannah Rose, who has uh, who has uh, participated with a lot of the Critical Role books, the Taldori book. Uh, bunch of other stuff for, for Wizards also, so that'll be a really good time. Really looking forward to that. And then our actual play this month is going to be uh, the super fun Babies and Broadswords actual play that we did with with Jason from Even Footing Games. So that'll be... Uh, Ooh, does this air before? This that? does, yeah. This airs just before. Oh, yep. well, when I mentioned Baby Gaga, that happens. <laughs> no one's going to know what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Yep. But Babies and Broadswords will start on Tuesday, April 12th, and then uh, everything else on Saturdays will be our... our Critical Role content. We have also a, a Class Warfare a featuring Blood Hunter coming up later this month, too. So that will be a good time. I really like to see how the Blood Hunters... I think we should throw the Blood Hunters up against other Critical Role cre- uh, creatures. So either uh, stuff from, know, uh, from, yeah. from, from this yeah. book or from, or from Wild Mount, I think would be a good time. But all that to see. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I hope you had a good time listening. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Out. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.